Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together and begin to bless the Lord this morning. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. God is good and God is great. He's good all the time. All the time, God is good. Come on, I want you to go right to the word of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 12. We've been in our power series talking about the power of intersections and how do you and I handle our intersections? We bless you today, O oh God, and we thank you that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Thank you that the word of the Lord is already purified, ready to be taught. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, it is my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Starting at chapter number 12, chapter number 12, I am reading out of the New American Bible. Chapter number 12, Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Verse number one says, Then the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your land, from the land of your kinsfolk, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will and curse those who curse you. And all the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. And Abram went as the Lord directed him. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. And Abram went as the Lord, verse number five, and Abram went as the Lord directed him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. And Abram went as the Lord directed him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham Somebody saying Abraham was 75 years old when he found and when he left the place of Haran. Talking about handling your intersections as we continue this series on today. A couple of weeks ago we talked about leaving it all behind. We talked about abandoning those whom you love and starting over and then on last week we talked about how do you handle your faith moments and how do you handle the intersections when you have limited instructions all you have is a word all he had was a word from God all he had was a limited word from God I need you to leave your folk I need you to leave your place of family only take what belongs to you and then I need you to go to a land not that you know not that you're familiar with, not, that, not a land that somebody else is going to show you, but I need you to go to a land that I am going to show you, limited instructions. I want you to close your eyes as we've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, and I want you to see the intersections. What intersection are you at in your life at this moment? What intersection? It can be financial, emotional, physically, you can be at, a, at an intersection in your career, uh, in a relationship, uh, 
Don't know if you should be dating. Don't know if you should be doing this. You, where are you? I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to see the intersection. I want you to see the intersection. And I want you to hear the voice of the Lord as if you're Abraham. An intersection. Get up and go. Leave it all behind. Abandon what you love the most so that you can start over in a fresh place. There are going to be some limited instructions. But not only are there going to be some limited instructions, the intersection is not going to be empty, it's going to be crowded. At times it might be difficult to run across. At times it might be a little fearful. You might be a little fearful. Come on, see the intersections. What, what's hindering you from crossing the intersection? What's holding you back from crossing over to the other side? What flesh hooks are pulling you back and causing you to create delay? The Bible says that he took his his nephew, Lot, who caused delay. What baggage do you have? You got enough gas? Did you prepare? Did you prepare for the storm? Do you got enough windshield wiper fluid to wipe off the mud and the dust? Are you prepared to cross the intersection? Come on, come on. I want you to see this intersection. As you open up your eyes, I want you to understand that every day, God allows each and every one of us to experience a faith-empowering intersection. Every day, every moment of your life, God allows you and I to experience a faith-empowering intersection that will challenge our faith not only will it challenge my faith but it will challenge my confidence it will challenge my trust it'll challenge my belief it'll challenge my doctrines it will challenge my convictions the the intersections of faith get up and go Leave all of your family and only take what belongs to you and go to a land that I will show you. I will show you. If you were to be honest with yourself today, can you really be honest and just simply be transparent with the Lord and just say, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to approach this faith-empowering intersection that you place in front of me. You're telling me to go after this new job. You're telling me I need to relocate. You're telling me that I need to rid myself of some bad relationships. You're, you're telling me that I'm going to have to do this by myself. Uh, my family's not going to be with me. My friends are not going to be with me. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're taking me out of my comfort zone. You're taking me out of my comfort zone. Come on. Empowering faith intersections. Come on. Oh, we bless you today. Come on. This is where Abraham was in his life. He, 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 he encountered a faith-empowering intersection of his life. 
He had to leave it all behind. He had to abandon some things, some investments, some family. He had to start all over in a new place and sometimes starting all over is not the best thing for us. And, and then not only did he have to start over, but he had, to, he had to do it off of limited instructions. And so today I want to begin to talk about these next few points here. Uh, handling your intersections, not only did he have to leave it behind, abandon what he loved the most, uh, not only did he have to start over in a new place with limited instructions but sometimes your faith empowering intersections will cause you to face the impossibilities of life hmm, number one how do I handle facing the impossibilities of life more than I can deal with have you ever said that before this is just too much uh, this is just too much right now uh, if I could just handle one thing I would be all right but but now I got to handle one two three four five I got to handle my house I got to handle my job I got to handle my career I got to handle uh, my mind and my emotions and I got to handle my money and I got to handle God's decisions I've got so much to handle how do you you deal with facing the impossibilities of life. The Bible declares that it is impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible for you to get up every morning and do what you do and you do it without faith. Some of us are actually doing it without faith and you're just running on batteries. You're, you're drained emotionally. You're drained physically. You're, you're drained in all of the things. You're frustrated. You're at an intersection of impossibilities. It seems impossible to just get up and leave everything behind. Uh, I'm facing the impossibility of starting over and I'm not 25, I'm not 19, uh, I'm not 15, I'm not 12, uh, I'm 35, I'm 45, I'm 55, I'm 65, I'm 75, just like Abraham, God did not give him uh, uh, this impossibility at a young age when he was just starting out and when he was vibrant and he had uh, uh, all of the, uh, the energy that he could have to run around and the fresh ideas, but faith never ceases to push you no matter what age you are. The intersection of impossibilities. Uh, uh, what, 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 what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It, again, it's impossible to please God without your faith. Without faith, God will never find pleasure in the works. God finds pleasure in your impossibilities. Come on now. God takes joy in your impossibilities. Uh, God finds pleasure. Peace, my God. He's at his best when you say, God, I just don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know what from why and when from how. And I just don't know. God, it seems impossible. The doctor says that if I do this, I'm going to be all right. But it just seems impossible. They said that if I do this, that this would happen. But it seems impossible. How am I going to pay 
all of these bills off at the end of the month so that they won't repossess my car, so that they don't turn off my lights, so that they don't turn off my gas, but I still got to pay my tithe. I still got to give my offering. I still got to buy groceries. I still got to put gas in my car. I still got to feed my family. It seems impossible, but without faith, it's impossible for you to please God, not yourself. Are uh, you hearing this? It's impossible to please God, not your friends, not your mama, not your job, not yourself. It's easy to please yourself, but the Bible says it's impossible to please the Father if you're not walking by faith, if you don't believe me, if you don't trust me, if you don't have confidence in me. When I told you to get up and go, when I said leave it all behind, when I said that I would show you a new place that you've never seen before, you gotta understand that I had already given you faith to do what I called you to do. But it's impossible to do it. It's, it's impossible to bring pleasure. It's really impossible to worship God if you don't have faith. Come on now. It's impossible for you to give your tithe and your offering and to give your time to God if you don't have faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. I've been saying it all week with my 60-second worship corner, encouraging people. It's impossible for you to be healed if you don't have faith. It's impossible for you to be restored if you don't have faith. It's impossible for you to face the realities of life if you don't have the faith of God in your life. Faith. What is faith? What is faith? It's believing and trusting in God. Faith, I've got the faith that God is for me and not against me. I have faith, my God. See, you can love somebody but not have faith in them. Oh, Rabando, Rabba. You can like somebody and not have faith in them. You can be around somebody and not have faith in them. How many of us have been around the presence of God and we've lost our faith? We've lost our ability to face the impossibilities of crossing this intersection. I got to move. I got to pack. I got to do all of this stuff that I don't feel like doing and life never stops. I still got to get up and go to work. I still got to be me. I still got to take care of my husband. I still got to take care of my wife. But I've got some impossibilities that are facing me right now. You got to pick yourself up and you got to have faith in God that God is going going to allow you to overcome what seems impossible. The impossibilities of life. Come on, number two. Number two. Not only do I have to learn how to face the impossibilities, having more than I can deal with, but accepting the fact that you will be ridiculed. Come on, that's number two. Come on, come on. If you really want to talk about having the power to cross an intersection with faith, you gotta accept that people are getting ready to laugh at you. 
that people are getting ready to talk about you that people are getting ready to move away from you that people are getting ready to be nosy that people are getting ready to eavesdrop that people are getting ready to mock you they're going to laugh at you they're going to sit on the sideline and watch you fall they're going to sit on the sideline and watch you bruise yourself they're going to sit on the sideline and watch you run in the rain they're going to sit on the sideline and talk about you like a dog you got to understand that you got to be crazy to leave where you are right now you got to be crazy to change careers right now you too old to do that you too old to go back to school you too old to start a new business you got to be crazy right now that you getting ready to do this in the situation that you're in right now you're already dealing with some foolishness you just came out of a storm you just stopped crying and now you're getting ready to do something stupid but faith never ceases to put you in a place where people will laugh and mock and criticize your faith come on y'all hearing it you gotta cross that intersection of accepting that people are gonna say well 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 why'd you do that I mean, you, you, you was all right. I mean, you just paid your house off and now you're going to get another house. Uh, you just paid that car off and now you're going to go get another car. Uh, you, you, you just paid off your student loans and now you're getting ready to go back to school. See, when God speaks to you, it's not about you. It's about him. That's why the Bible says it's impossible to please God without your faith. Uh, you got to accept the fact that you're going to be ridiculed. You've got to be able to bear your cross faithfully. Come on now. You've got to be able to bear your cross. They laughed at Jesus. They mocked him. They talked about him. They spit in his face. Church heard all. Oh, y'all been talking about it all weekend. Everybody's become a victim of, of this new conversation. But can I tell you, it is the intersection of faith. Every time you get up, you've got to accept that somebody's not going to like you. Every time you get up and you step out and you get in your car, you got to understand that somebody is not going to be pleased with your decisions. Baby, you shouldn't marry him. Baby, you should do it like this. You should do it like this. But I'm here to tell you, when God gives you a word, sometimes you can only live off of that word. I got to go. I got to leave everything behind. And God is getting ready to take me to a promised land that's going to change my generations that's going to make my generations prosperous. God has a word for you. But if you and I never accept the fact that being ridiculed and being prosecuted and being persecuted is a part of the process. Did y'all hear what I said? Faith without pain and suffering is not real faith. Can I give it to y'all? If you having suffered and been through some real foolishness that people did to you, then I want to question your faith. Because it takes faith to love people. It takes faith to keep on loving people. 
It takes faith to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, that's what Jesus did. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Not what they're doing to me right now, but what they did before I even got here. Father, the sin of my forefathers, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You've got to be able to understand that your pain and your suffering is a part of the process. Why aren't you crossing the intersection of being ridiculed? You'd rather stay in the corner with everybody else. You'd rather be accepted. Why? Because nobody likes being talked about. Nobody likes being rejected. Nobody likes being abandoned. Nobody likes being abused. Now, I I, want to make this clear. I'm not talking about unnecessary abuse. Unnecessary rejection. But when you are in the will of God, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to tell you. See, see, they taught us that salvation was free. It was never free. It cost you everything. It cost you your right to talk back. It cost you your right to turn around and cuss them out like you feel like cussing them out. Uh, Can I just be real? Can we just have some real talk here today? Uh, uh, You used to cuss. Uh, We all used to cuss. We all used to say some stuff. We all had a past. But when you got saved, it cost you your past. Uh, What I used to do, I can't do. How I used to talk, I can't talk right now. I ain't always been saved all my life. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. But being a part of the kingdom of God, my God, you cannot only prosper and have all of the money and have all of the fame and you not face ridicule persecution you've got to deny yourself the the pleasures of self gratifications you've got to pick up your cross and carry the weight of crossing over to the other side you've got to follow the exact plan that God has set before you number one how do I handle my faith empowering intersections Uh, I've got to face the impossibilities of life I've got more on my plate than I can eat but God wants me to eat it all he wants me to empty the plate when I come back in to his presence he wants to see an empty plate my God he wants me to give all of myself away he wants me to give it all to him he wants me to cast all of my cares not only do I have to face the impossibilities of life having more can to deal with but then I have to accept the fact that I will be ridiculed I've got to bear my cross faithfully I've got to bear faithfully And then number three, number three, confronting the thought of failure. Did y'all hear that? See, faith has everything to do with the reality of failure. (laughs) Have you ever thought about it? God gives you a dream, you step out, and the moment you step out, the storm hits you. 
The moment you step out and do what God tells you to do, everybody was excited about your dream. Everybody was talking to you. Everybody was supporting you. Everybody was right there and saying, when you start, I'll be right there. Wherever you go, I'll be right there. Whatever you need, baby, just call me. If you need some money, I'll be right there. If you need somebody to talk to, I'll be right there. But the moment you step out, it seems like everybody that said what they were going to do is now shut off and you're by yourself. Did I get out here and fail? God, why did you embarrass me? God, why did you leave me like this? God, why would you have me do it like this when everybody seems like they're on the outskirts and nobody's feeling my pain. Nobody's understanding that it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I feel like I have failed God. That's the worst feeling in the world. To not feel like you fail yourself, but to feel like you fail God. Did I miss it? Did I start too soon? Did, I, did, I, did we miss the momentum? Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, uh, did, 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 did we miss it, God? Why did we make the wrong turn? You told us to step out. We had no other choice, God. They closed the building down. They put us out, oh God, at the height of our momentum, oh God. And now we're sitting in a building, oh God, with no air. And we're paying rent, oh God. And it seems like nobody cares. But God says, Sometimes you need to understand that your pain, that your suffering, oh Rabando Rabba, that the storm will cause you to feel as if you're not in the right place. But even if you're not in the right place, sometimes you gotta get across the intersection to the right place. What you gonna do? You're at an intersection. You're, you, you're at an intersection. Come on, you got the pictures of an intersection, son. Come on. You, you're at an intersection. I need you to lift your hands right now. Come on. Come on, you're, you're at an intersection. You're, you're, you're at an intersection. Huh? There's a camera. Somebody's looking at you. There's a sign. There's a light. There's a lot going on at the intersection. What are you going to do, Rock Church? What are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and just die? Are you going to sit there and just lay there? Or are you going to get up and have the faith that I've given you? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the things, the evidence of things not seen. But let me go back to it now. Faith is the substance. What is my substance? I got to have the strength to leave it all behind. I got to have the grace to abandon what I love the most. God is going to give me favor to start all over in a new place that I've not been in. God's, he's going to give me the substance of confidence with limited instruction. God, he's going to allow me to have the substance of trust as I face the impossibilities of life. He's going to give me a shield in my hand, a helmet of salvation. He's going to give me a breastplate of righteousness to protect me, the substance, the substance, the substance to fight spiritually. The Holy Ghost is going to intercede when they're talking about me. 
because I got to accept that they're laughing at me right now. But then he's going to give me all the joy to understand that confronting the failure is just a part of the process. You must step out and make a choice. Choice. Faith without works is dead. If you stay there, you're going to die. If you don't move, you're going to die. If you don't act on the word, you're going to die spiritually. I'm talking about spiritually. And now you become frustrated. And now you become angry. And now you become discontented. But I need to tell you something that faith requires. If you and I never work what God has placed in us, then we have submitted to the failure of working without faith. Can I go back to it? It is impossible to please God without faith. If you don't have faith, then you are operating in failure. If it works, then it works. If it don't, then it don't. Then maybe it just wasn't God. That's failure. But faith says that if it doesn't work, it's still God. If it didn't happen, it's still God. If it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go, it's still God. If it didn't come to pass like he said it was, it's still God. If it didn't happen right when I thought it was going to happen, it's still God. Why? Because I have the faith that one day, that one day, that one day, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be standing in Canaan. And I'm going to be standing in a place where my children's children, where my children's children will never, ever, ever, ever have to suffer a day in their life. One day I'm going to wake up and I'll never be broke again. One day I'm going to wake up and my body's going to be healed. My heart's going to be mended. My mind's going to be sane. One one day, one day, one day, but I gotta work here. I got to have faith. I gotta believe that God is on my side and whatever he's called me to do, I'm not gonna turn around. I'm not gonna run away. Even when I feel like giving up, God, I believe, I believe, I have the faith. Sometimes it gets hard. Can I tell you? It get hard, Candace. Get hard, Mother Power. It gets hard. And life gets hard. And then God's gonna come and give you a spiritual word. And now spiritually it gets hard. Naturally, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, my God, financially, it gets hard. But faith, hallelujah. Now faith is. The substance of my worship. It's the substance of my trust. It's the substance. I believe God. I believe God. Sometimes you got to downsize. Sometimes you got to go back and start over small when you're used to having everything big. And then God will flip it on you. Sometimes you need to go to big because you've been accustomed to doing it small. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. We've never done anything that God did not promise us. We've never been in a place where God did not deliver us. We're at an intersection right now and I'm wondering, do I have some rock climbers? Do I have some people that are ready to cross the intersection? 
intersection, the intersection of faith. We're not going to look back, but we're going to press forward the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. We're pressing toward the prize. We will win souls. We'll be better than what we used to be. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, in Jesus' name, I have the faith as the size of a mustard seed that what I speak will come to pass, that what I believe, it shall happen, that when I speak it, that when I pray it, I shall have what I say. I shall have what I believe in Jesus' name. I need you to stand on your feet and begin to worship God. Begin to shout with the voice of triumph. We're crossing over. We're crossing over. We're crossing over. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. When you got to leave your dream behind. Somebody else. Can I be transparent with y'all? See, the enemy will tell us that, Pastor, you said that the 33 acres belong to us. They put us out. We moved away and somebody wouldn't bought it. Sometimes you don't have to own it. Sometimes all you have to do is just occupy. <laughs> it was faith, y'all. It was faith. If we as a people can understand that things happen in life, that God sometimes will not intervene even though he gave you the word. He won't intervene from stopping life. Cycles of happening. He gave you a word that you were gonna get that promotion, but he didn't stop the cycle of people talking about you. He didn't stop the cycle that you were gonna have your car repossessed that you're gonna have to start all over again, that you're gonna have to go back to school and get certified and do all of this. Uh, they didn't tell you all of that. They waited a year until you got into the job and said, we need you to relocate. God didn't stop all of the cycles, but guess what? In the long run, you got the promotion. You got everything you needed, but it was the intersections that came to fight you. The intersection. The intersection. Come on, lift your hand. We're at an intersection. Jesus himself was at an intersection. What was his intersection? The garden. Do I go to the cross? Or do I command the legion of angels to come down and save me? An intersection of his will. Noah was at an intersection. How do I build the ark on dry ground with no water? I build this ark. Then what's going to move it? You keep talking about a flood. I'm at an intersection. Moses. Intersection. 
God gives him a word and says, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That's all God told him. He gave him limited instructions. He said, go tell him to let my people go. What do you mean? He said, just go tell him, let my people go. I don't need you to say nothing else, just limited instructions. He, he had to cross an intersection of overcoming a fear of not having or remembering how to speak to a king. Let my people go. Adam and Eve were at a crossroad, an intersection. Do we bite this apple or do we obey God? You hear what I'm saying? David at a crossroad in his life. Do I stay here on the porch and just look at the woman or do I cross the intersection of transgression? and ruin my whole family. Peter's at a crossroad in his life. Do I love Jesus enough or will I deny him as he says? See, I'm talking about personal crossroads that people in the Bible have had, just like you and I, failures. Stepping out on faith. Paul is at a crossroad. He's blinded. But he now has to go back and minister to the same people he has persecuted. He's at a crossroad that he has to accept that he's now going to be persecuted as he persecuted others. Everybody has a faith empowering intersection. Jeremiah, he has to preach a word to a people that will not respond to God. For 40 years, he preached the same message. A temple message of repentance, but they would not hear the voice of God. Everybody has a faith empowering intersection. How will you handle it? Noah built the ark. Moses freed the people. Abraham got to Canaan. Rabando, Rabban, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Jeremiah. Stayed in this place, my God. Even though Peter denied Jesus, he had faith enough to come back and get in his place again and to become an apostle that would change the life where the church was built upon his name. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You're hearing what I'm saying? The disciples, each one of them crossed an intersection of following Jesus. As you lift your hands, I want you to submit to the intersections. Some intersections you will always cross. Some intersections you will never cross again. But learn the lesson. Come on, begin to ask God, what are the lessons? Come on. Come on, dove's eyes. Come on, what are the lessons? In Jesus' name. What are the lessons I need to learn? Do I need to learn? Am I at the intersection of leaving it all behind? Am I at the intersection of abandoning something that I've invested in all my life? Am I at the intersection of starting over in an unfamiliar place that is going to bless me, a place 
that nobody else knows about except me? Am I at the intersection of learning the lessons on how to handle and operate with limited instructions? Am I at the intersection of facing the impossibilities of life when you give me more than what I can deal with? Am I at the intersection of relocating and coming back home? Am I at the intersection of accepting that people will talk about me? Am I at the intersection where I need to have tough skin to make it through? Am I at the intersection of confronting the place of failure to lift my hands? Jesus' name. God is listening. My God. Come here, Sophie. You walked in at the right moment. I don't know what you, EJ, and your family are facing, but the Lord just told me to tell you when I saw you walk in the door. He says that I'm getting ready to give you faith to do what God has called you to do. The anointing of your grandmother to preach is on your life. My God. I'm talking about the blessing of God is on your life. I don't mean to mess you up today, but I hear this word missions. I see you guys being like Bishop Bill McKinney and Lady Shirley, where you and your entire family are going to go do missions. There is ministry in you and EJ and in your children, the anointing. You've got an intercessor and a prophetess. You've got a little preacher right there, my God. But the Lord says, I'm getting ready to ease the pain because it's still there. You keep asking why. Everybody's kind of just staying in their own corner and nobody really wants to talk about it. But if James was here, I think he would say, what are you doing? Step out and fulfill the legacy of this family. It's as if mom has just went into hiding and ministries went into hiding and everybody's behind the closed door and trying to get rid of this and trying to get rid of this. And maybe God is saying it ain't over in Cleveland. The fresh ground. Step out. Come here. Jesus. Yeah, Rabbi. There it goes. 
Jesus' name. There it goes. Yeah. For ministry. For ministry. This is just not a break. For, for fresh ideas. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. I woke up this morning and the Lord said, you need to add to the vision. And I said, God, what, what are you saying? He said, you, you've been talking about the Rock Church creates relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. He says, what type of relevant moments are you wanting to create? And immediately my spirit said, worship in prayer. And he said, I want you to start putting that in the vision. The Rock Church is the place where we create big, creative, relevant moments of worship and prayer where broken and hurting people will be restored back to their rightful place. Somebody say, we win in our worship. The Lord also revealed to me on yesterday, he said, you, you, you know what the enemy tried to do, right? He didn't come after the church. He came after what y'all were becoming strong in. You with me, Burn? He came after y'all's worship. He came after the worship. If I can stop them from having the same sound in worship, I will win. The devil is alive. I was standing in my room this morning and I heard the enemy say to me, the Lord told me to leave you alone. But, 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 but here's the thing. He said he told me to leave you alone because he's watching to see what you're getting ready to do. Because he's put you in a place to see if you're going to give up. If you're going to throw in the towel. If you're going to turn your back on him. He told me to leave you alone just like Job, my God. The enemy thought that he cursed Job, but he had nothing to do with it. God said, keep your hand off him. I'm doing all of this to him right now. I took his family. I put him in this place. And now I'm going to sit here and see if he curses me or will he bless me. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. And you will be a blessing to all the families in the earth. I am declaring today that the Rock Church is still alive. We're still breathing. We're still moving. And worship will not die. Prayer will not die. We've just been in a fight. And sometimes the fight gets tough. Sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you take a punch that just doesn't feel good. But stay in the fight. Don't let them count you out. I was walking around in my room this morning and he said, the Lord told me to leave you alone. That's a dangerous place. Because that means God says that whatever position you're in, 
He trusts you enough to do the right thing, my God. He's not testing you. He's watching you. Sometimes the teacher will sit back and just watch you. They'll watch you fall and see how you pick yourself up. They'll watch you lose your temper and see how you get back into the right place. Come on now, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. This is transparency. Uh, 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 the, the, they'll watch you lose your cool and see how you get back into the right place. Uh, the, they'll watch you make a bad decision and see how you recover and see how you reposition yourself and see how you realign yourself back to the place of worship. He's watching us. So in Jesus' name, I need somebody to just say, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to do the right thing. Sometimes you got to do stuff that you don't feel like doing. Sometimes you just got to go hide for a season. Sometimes you got to find a cave and lead out of a cave, my God. But he's still with you sometimes. You got to lead out of a house, but he's still with you. Sometimes you got to lead out of an ark, but he's still with you, my God. So in Jesus' name, I admonish each and every one of you, don't give up. 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 Jesus' name. Is the communion ready? I need you to lift your hands. And just talk to the Lord for a few minutes.